This is one of my favorite Sundays of the whole year, getting to be a part of a Christmas uh, children's pageant. Amen? You guys like these Sundays too? The, one of the reasons why I love it is because usually all around the world there are um, memorable moments that occur during a children's Christmas pageant that you will never forget. For example, watch this. But let's be honest. There are times during the holiday season where every one of you want to get somebody in a headlock, right? You know what I'm talking about. In fact, it is uh, these potentially troublesome relationships that we all go through, not unusually during the uh, holiday season, that sometimes can actually steal the joy from the holiday season from us. But what if I were to tell you that God has a remedy for the, the peace that you're losing because of those, those troublesome relationships. Would you be interested? I hope so, because um, that's exactly what I would like to share with you, what I think God would like to share with you this morning. Well, for those of you who have been guests or visitors with us today, we have been in um, a sermon series entitled, uh, How to Find Peace During the Holidays, because one of the things um, that happens for a variety of reasons, and we've talked about those variety of reasons throughout the holidays, um, peace is hard to be found during the holidays. And God has an answer for each one of those circumstances that has the tendency to steal it from us. And today, I'm going to give you an answer that may uh, not only give you peace during your holidays, but might help bring some peace during the rest of your year too. So if you have your Bibles, you heard Hannah read from 1 Peter chapter 3. If you have your Bibles, go ahead and open them up to 1 Peter chapter 3. If you don't have your Bibles, take out your phone because I guess, I bet you brought your phone with you today. And you can open up your Bible app and look at this, 1 Peter chapter 3. And as you're doing that, I'll give you a little uh, context of what's going on. Before I do that though, let me, um, let me just make this blanket statement. Um, I believe that the Bible is practical. In fact, I believe that the Bible is far more practical than most of you give it credit for. And today's scripture is a perfect example of what I'm talking about. In today's scripture, Peter um, is recognizing something that goes on in most everybody's life. And that is that relationships, especially if you read the context of 1 Peter, you'll realize what he's talking about, especially is relationships with family oftentimes can be the um, hard to manage, I guess is probably the best way to put it sometimes. Um, so Peter, in, well, first let me ask you this question. Why is it that sometimes the hardest relationships that we have to manage are our family? Well, the answer to that is very simple, actually. It's because those closest to us know which buttons to push, Right? They know exactly what to say to get under our skin. They know exactly what to say that might hurt us. Now, you might be sitting back and thinking, but that's the problem. That's, that's really a, a big problem because you'd think those closest to us would um, not want to hurt us. But here's the deal. You are a sinner. I am a sinner. We are all sinners. And sometimes we allow our sinful nature, our base nature to control us when we know it probably wouldn't be a good idea, but we do it anyway, right? And when our, our base nature controls us, that's when we do um, 
say things that might hurt people that we love or do things that might annoy them or push the buttons that might get under their skin. And then what do we do? What do we do when someone, especially a family member, has said something to push our buttons, done something to get under our skin, um, to hurt us? How do we want to respond? I don't expect you to say it because I'm going to say it for you. I'll tell you exactly how we want to respond. We want to hurt them back. We want to say something that will, that will get under their skin. We want to push their buttons too. And then we justify it by thinking it's biblical. Right? What's the Bible say? Eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth, right? I have a right. If somebody hurts me, if somebody does something that gets under my skin, push my button, I have a right to do the very same thing back to them. And I'm going to say something right now that you may be a bit surprised by, but you're right. You do have a right. If someone hurts you, you have a right to want justice. Now that sounds pretty ominous, so let me make it a little, a little closer to home by using that same language we were using a moment ago. Even biblically, I can justify the fact that if someone pushes your buttons, you are justified in pushing theirs. If someone gets, says something to get under your skin, you are justified to say or do something to get under their skin. Then what happens? Creates like this cycle, right? It's a cycle of hurt or annoyance or whatever word you want to apply to it. And every single one of you know what I'm talking about because it's human nature. You have a right. But I'm going to let you in on a little secret. You also have a right to respond differently if you choose. There is another response that has the potential to actually end the cycle of hurt if you would choose it. And that's where our scripture lesson for today comes in. By the way, if you have been with us here at Prairie Bible Church for the last few months, you may remember I actually used this uh, verse in another sermon that I did, uh, but it's particularly applicable today, so I thought it was worth reviewing. In 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 9, Peter, inspired by the Holy Spirit, by the way, says this. He says those, in those times, and I'm prefacing his statement, but in those times when someone pushes your buttons, does something to get under your skin, annoys you, hurts you, instead of, and here's where the scripture comes in, instead of repaying evil with evil, bless them which is your holy calling, it says. So in some ways, I may have prefaced this by saying that this was advice. It's, it's really not advice. It is actually a holy calling. Instead of repaying um, evil with evil, bless them. And in so doing, when you choose to bless them, realize that you will receive a blessing in return. So the next time you find yourself in a situation when somebody's pushing your buttons or somebody's saying something or doing something to get under your skin, somebody's annoying you, they're hurting you, instead of doing what you are justified in doing, 
in repaying them the same thing that they paid to you, make the choice. You have the ability to make the choice to stop the cycle. And be kind in response instead. Now I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, oh my gosh, that is, the, that is so super spiritual. That's not going to happen, <laughs> right? That's asking too much out of, a, of, out of an adult. That's, that's asking too much maturity out of anybody, isn't it? Or is it? Think about it this way. Remember a little video we showed you just a moment ago? When Mary had the sheep in a headlock? <laughs> Let me ask you a question. Five minutes after that was done, what do you, how, what do you think those kids were doing? Playing. <laughs> Why? Because kids let things go, don't they? It's us, us supposedly mature adults that think we need to get, that we think we need to get even, right? That we need to get our pound of flesh. That we need justice. So here's my point. It doesn't take maturity to embrace this scripture passage that God has given you today. You know what it takes? It takes trust. The trust of a child. Because the perfect God's honest truth is that you probably aren't mature enough to respond to evil with a blessing. You probably can't do it. But Jesus can. All throughout the Bible, God is um, encouraging us to have the faith and the trust of a child. Don't you find that ironic? That he doesn't say, have the faith and the, the trust of an adult. Have the faith and the trust of a child. And when you, when you put your faith and your trust in Jesus, you know what Philippians 4.13 says? Philippians 4.13 says that I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Even that is kind of a misnomer, isn't it? Because it's not even me doing it. It's Jesus doing it through me. Jesus can do all things through you if you just let him. Even respond with kindness to somebody who said something that hurt your feelings. Even choose not to push a button when they pushed yours. Um, I don't know how, I don't get on Facebook a whole lot, but one of, one of the things that I've been seeing on Facebook this last week that is just super ironic is this, that, that basically I could sum up all these memes that I've been seeing that, by, with this saying that, that we, during the holiday season, we find ourselves um, having to be with people, generally family, that we spend the rest of the year trying to avoid, right? Because they push our buttons. They do things to get under your skin. They annoy us. They hurt us. 
It's just easier to not be in relationship with them. Well, this year God is offering you a different response because you see, all of those things I just described are punching holes in your Christmas season. And the peace that you are hoping the Christmas season would, would contain for you is just draining out. And God, what God is offering you today is a way to stop up those holes so that he can fill you with that peace that you've been looking for. But what's even more beautiful is that it's not just a peace that can be found in the holidays. This peace that Jesus wants to offer you is, is peace that should and ought to spill out into the rest of your life as well. Because when you choose to offer a blessing or to be kind in the midst of those annoyances, maybe it's somebody at work, maybe it's your spouse, maybe it's a, an estranged, estranged child, Every time you choose to offer, offer a blessing, and that's simply being kind, instead of offering justice, which is to punch their buttons too. Not only will you experience peace because you'll realize I didn't play into that, but you also might be building reconciliation with some people that you still love but you've been both been too mature to admit it. And it all starts, all that that I'm talking about today, starts by simply remembering to put your focus on Jesus rather than yourself. Like we've been saying this whole holiday season, it simply starts by remembering the one who put the holy in the holidays who put the Christ in Christmas. If you can remember to do that these next few days when you find yourself surrounded by people that you've been trying to avoid for a year, not only will it be peaceful, but it might even be enjoyable because of Jesus.